This is RAF with Tony Tone and LA. Yo, what's up? It's your boy LA, aka the Love Ambassador, coming to you straight live and direct from the Jungle Studios in the year 2024. Well, I'm gonna be honest. I think this is the first year where no one's been excited about it. No one's gone, oh God, I'm looking forward to 24. No one's posted, hashtag, this is gonna be amazing. We're all a little bit, you know, worn down. Not feeling too good. A little bit pessimistic, some would say. Some of us are also coming on massive downers after hitting up festivals and everything. But there's hope. There's light in the wilderness. And that light is the one and only Mr. Philly. And he is joining us once again for another year. Mr. Philly, how are you? Good, sir. What's hey. cracking, baby? Hey, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, mate. It's, uh, what's going on? You sound more. Uh, I'm su- I'm surprised you're using me as the light at the end of the tunnel for the positivity of 2024. You might need to rethink that one. <laughs> Did you like it. my joke, man? Because you know, <laughs> it's just there's a lot of, there's a lot of shit that we're going to have to discuss this year. So I'm proposing to our listeners that we actually like every third episode just have one of like jokes and like. I don't know. We talk about cats and grandmas and something like that, you know, because we're in for a long haul. I mean, there's so many things going on, right? Yeah. On the, uh, you know, the the social world, Cat Williams, a comedian, has just unleashed on every single black comedian in Hollywood that's causing a stir. you got the Middle East conflict going on. you got the Houthis, which are, uh, you know, got to admit, you got to admit, Yemen's not exactly known as a, as a bastion of technology, and they're just taking out ships and navies left, right, and centre. Uh, then you've got, you know, Iran, and you've got finances, and then you've got Epstein's little island with who's John Doe, and yeah. Then you've got all the protests over Palestine here, and You've got all the Islamic preachers, some of the Islamic preachers, I should say, not all, but some very radical Wahhabi preachers calling for death to Jews in Sydney and nothing's happening about it. Um, so, yeah, well, where do you want to begin? Oh, apparently there's going to be a new virus coming in a couple of years as well, so more lockdowns maybe. Uh, couple? Yeah. I, think it'll be right, either, well, I think it'll be this year, maybe, if not next year. All right, well, let's begin with that. That will lead it in, and then we can diversify. So uh, what's, your, what's your thoughts, mate? Let me know. Uh, okay, so my thoughts in general on if they're going to do another pandemic is 100%. Yes, they are going to do another one. And like the last one, it's probably going to be entirely planned. I don't even think the last one was a mistake, to be honest. Everything was a bit too convenient in terms of how things kind of played out for the people on top and how much money they made. And how... the fact that they even had like um, emergency, I don't know what you call those, 
where you have like situation like a situation room but it's um it's not legit right it's like all make pretend but they were doing that at the world health organization and bill gates was warning about it now they're doing the same thing again but this time they're like oh the new virus is going to be deadly to kids and young people instead of old Thank people got them old yeah so i think that's the because I think they they have an issue now. I hope I'm wrong. I really do hope I'm wrong. But I think their issue now is, depending on which way they need to push the momentum and how they're going to do that. Of course, pandemic, in the grand scheme of things, when you're talking about uh, control over a population, I would assume a pandemic is, such as COVID is probably one of the better ways they could do it, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so I, I, I kind of in a way disagree and, and like I always say mm. for, for podcasts even if you go one way I'll try and argue the other to, to, to balance it out so to speak right? but for argument's sake what do you think actually is the end goal so let's work off the fact that there is there is some global organisation and they're trying to control the population for, for what? Because they want to have like an elite, like a royal European royal elites, and then a serfdom, and the serfdom being working in middle class. Or, or how do you? What do you think the, the the goal actually is? There won't be a middle class. That that's non-existent. That's the the middle class is the only thing that's say not controllable because they're they're sort of lower class. But yes, they're lower class with hopes and a sense of freedom and individuality. At the, at the to me, the end of the day, all they're trying to do is beat people down relentlessly with all kinds of different bullshit, and then they're going to implement their fifteen minute cities, and everyone is going to because they're going to scare you with pandemics. They're going to scare you with environmental issues. I mean, they're going to scare us with weather events. And to suggest that a lot of these weather events is coming from climate change, I think is also bullshit because we already know that they've we'll actually already that writer as well. Yeah. <clears throat> so because we already know also they they pretty much have the capability to manipulate the weather. They've already come out and said, yeah, the chemtrail stuff is true, which was you know branded as a conspiracy theory for years that they spray stuff in the atmosphere to help control that uh, the weather. Uh, was that considered a conspiracy theory? I thought that was just no, like long, common for, sense that people accepted it. Because no, remember how China had that US. China had that like one week, that one week. Uh, I forgot what it was, some World Fair or something. So they turned all the factories off for the pollution, and then they were putting stuff in the air to try and. I didn't think it was like a hundred percent proven that it worked, but it was kind of there to sort of assist. All right, no, so the, so uh, basically, yeah. it's it's an elite, some form of elite that that are trying to keep the masses in. So then, does that also does that also refer back to um, uh, population control? And if population control, then is there a racial element to it as well? So are they like, well, you know, there's too many Chinese, Indians, and Africans, we've got to get rid of them, or are they like, well, it's just people in general, or? You know who's who's running it? Is it Euro? Is it Eurocentric, or is it like a combination of China, India, Africa, Russia, America, and you know they pretend to be enemies, but they're all in cahoots. 
I think I, I think at the end of the day, all of the politics that we see, for the most part, is all a show. Um, I don't I don't think any of these people. I mean, you might have some people who might be a little bit more independent than others, but I think the system is so ingrained, like ingrained in everything, that to go against it is almost impossible. Of course, you do have people who do do it. They always end up dead, though. Uh, or they end up being, you know, branded terrorists or having, I mean, just look at the Middle East, right? Every time you have somebody who sort of breaks from the, the rank and file, they all end up dead and the whole country gets bombed to shit. And I mean, look at Libya, Iraq, Syria actually pulled out, which is surprising. Um, well, it's Russia, really. It was Russia, that, Russia, that, that, and, and, and uh, Hezbollah slash Iran. Yeah. But, but really uh, Russia. The fact that they kind of got through that is, is, is something, um, you know, anybody who's not part, not that I'm saying Russia, I feel Russia is like one foot in, one foot out kind of thing. Um, and Iran is sort of just kind of going to get pushed in whatever direction the people needed to be pushed into. I mean, nobody really, they're a threat because they need a threat. That's really the only reason. But in terms yeah, of is there a, a racial more, I'm element? a bit more militant on Iran, though. I've got to admit, but mm. I guess this is where I differ to a lot of people. I think that they, the people that they're backing, that they're really causing a lot of instability and a lot of shit, and the and and people forget that there's such a division between Sunni and Shiite that they're Shiite and they're also using a lot of Sunnis as cannon fodder as well, sure. um, and destabilizing the region. Because, you know, they've got a peace deal with um, Saudi Arabia. But Saudi Arabia and Israel are about to sign a peace deal, like on literally the cusp of it, which would have been a game changer in the Middle East. Um, and then all of a sudden it's just like, you know. Here's my uh, question. October do 7th you, and everything else happens. Do you legitimately believe that Iran is operating autonomously? I think that they have to have some sort of bigger, bigger power back. Yeah, them, dude. Whether that's Russia or China or you know who says South it's Africa not, who says it's not us? Who says it's not the West? Well, who says it's you not know? The CIA? I guess we refer, I guess I guess we refer to the Contras scandal. Uh, and for those people that don't know, what was it? it was you were selling crack, the CIA was selling crack cocaine into America. Yeah, to pay for the, the wars and, uh, but then you were also yeah. something to do with trading, trading with Iran as well, wasn't it? I don't know about the Iran part. I know we were selling. The Iran was also the... involved in the Contras because it came out because they were backing Saddam Hussein in Iraq, and then Saddam was kind of like, "What do you, what do you mean you've been like helping the, the Iranians as well?" But look, mate, like I said, I, I differ. I think that I think that Iran's, I think that Iran's too too far out and look i i get that people disagree and they'll say no nah, they're backing freedom fighters and everything like that but i just think that um you know if you look at if you look at the impact of the countries afterwards the people really aren't aren't actually winning you know like southern lebanon syria's a mess gaza strip is just like a complete mess you know it's like well syria wasn't of a, dollars? syria wasn't a mess Right. Syria was fine before. Syria was fine. I mean, look, you can argue politically whether you agree or disagree with the Ba'ath Party, but, it, you know, like people could, 
people could travel to Aleppo. I mean, Aleppo was actually before it got bombed to oblivion. I think, I think it's Christianity. It's it's got like some real historical significance. And what people may not know is that Damascus is the oldest continuously inhabited city in the world. Um. So uh, look, I actually wanted before the before the war broke out. I actually wanted to go to Syria just to to check it out. Same with Iran, actually. I'd actually really like to go to Iran. And my old man went through in '72. There's because mm. of the Persian Empire and everything. But all right. So so you think there's basically there's elites trying to rule all the plebs. I, I think I think I kind of agree and 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 disagree. I think that there's an element that there is control, that there is corporations, that governments aren't exactly 100% honest. But maybe even if it was true, I don't want it to be in my mind to kind of cope with your day-to-day. And I'm kind of getting more towards this in the last, honestly, maybe the last one, two months. Mm. And I was having a chat to my other buddy about it. It's too much now. Like, we're losing the joy of life and hope and optimism and uh, yeah, naivety as well because it's like it kind of more and more it seems like there's this collusion to that everything's against you um and i think that we have to also pour water in the flames because it will get to the point where people will will become so radicalized that their only option is like well we just gotta we just gotta fight and the problem is that we we don't actually know what is and what isn't true anymore but we actually don't i mean you could be 100 percent correct that that's happened or you could talk to a person that's um a, a lefty that 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 in their view they'll say well i've got all these facts saying that the environment's going to win you know that the world's going to win or you could look at people saying well my friend's transgender and still discriminated against when they go to a restaurant. So, you know, it's kind of where where and what does it end and what's the aim. And finally, I think that if they were to have that much power, why give us a death by a thousand paper cuts? They have to. I mean, why though? Why, if you had that much power, that, that much control... No, 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 no. Why don't you just come out and just be like, here's my middle finger to both of you. What are you going to do? Uh, you really think that, like, like, just play that scenario out in your head. Like, you have a, a, a population in which you are outnumbered significantly and you're going to start pulling, you know, throwing punches like that. No, then then you will get big blowback. It's sort of, I don't remember who said it. I think it was Goebbels or, or Hitler or whoever it was. He said pretty much, you just you can't make I don't know the quote exactly, but the gist of it was you can't push you can't push so hard. You just erode the freedoms little by little by little. And before you know it, you have nothing left at all. That is what they're doing because they know you you can't go somewhere and up like throw someone's life out of whack. But if you take it every five years, every seven years, and you slowly start saying you know before we didn't have to have uh these like global passports and we weren't dictated our health you know our 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 health standards weren't dictated by some unelected body the world health organization where they just appoint people willy-nilly now that's happened 
right? There's huge pushback against that. If you remember, a lot of people were saying, no, we're not going to we're not going to let the World Health Organization dictate what we're doing. Now, look how many countries fell in line. Some of them didn't, but some did. If you would have tried to pull that like 10 years ago, that would have never happened, man. That would have never happened. Now they now because they we were more this. nationalistic. But that's what they want to get. We were more nationalistic. They, we, were more, they, we were more like proud of nation. They have a, they have done a fantastic job of towing the line between them wanting people to not say empathize with other countries, but also also for whatever reason they want to be part of some international community of which they pretty much have no say in what happens. And they've been. Well, I, I studied mean, this uh, at uni, so it's it's got to do with the original the original like concept of nationhood and nationalism, right? Is that you seek legitimacy as a ruler, and so so to seek to have legitimacy as a ruler, you you need to be like part of the UN and part of the World Economic uh, the the World Health Organization, whatever, because that grants a legitimacy to you internationally uh as, as as a power and that's why they sign like treaties and everything like that so that's I mean, why that's a lot of people, to be a, a lot, part lot of, of countries fall in line but to say like oh i'm a elected official who's only here for eight ten years at most and i want to sign away our the rights of our country to govern ourselves is a joke and they don't talk about it. You don't see them go out on stage and have big speeches like, hey, just to give you everyone a heads up in Australia and U.S., we're going to sign this. And after I sign this, we're not the ones dictating our policies anymore. Like, they don't say that. They keep that quiet. They know what they're doing. And yeah, I they, read about they, that. That's, that. That actually is happening at the moment, yeah, like you said. a lot. People, people, it's just not even reported in the news. And then if you'd ask a common person and you'd be like, look, you know, when you go to the hospital, do you want that run by someone in, in, in Melbourne, Australia, or do you want it run by some punter in Geneva that's on the take? They'll be like, mate, I want locals looking after me. Yeah, exactly. You they've know? killed that. And they've, then and then they've... who allocates and then who allocates funding? I mean it's it's just that I think it's... that the society see my my biggest fear actually is two things. One is is a loss of control to a global governance. But I could deal with the global governance if they were moral and vir virtuous. I mean, yeah, okay, maybe they're going to take a couple of million on the side for roadworks or whatever. You can, a bit of corruption is, is it's, you know, I'm not that idealistic and naive. Um, but also the thing that I worry about is that we've been pushed in such a direction of this uh wokeism and woke left that there's going to be a pushback and the pushback's what i fear because it's going to be a combination of families who you know they have a law in victoria where if i have a a child they want to do a a, a gender gender transition uh, if i try intervening as a parent it becomes a hate crime Mm. So in theory, I can actually go to jail for it. Mm -hmm. And I think there's sort of little things like that will trigger it. And then you'll have people that like you that will are uh, of the view that it's like, well, there's this global body on, on, the, on, the, on the cusp of trying to do us over. And then you've got people, I guess with me, that more centralists that are like, hang on a tick, like I'm paying an exorbitant amount of tax 
to fund people that hate me. And I'm trying to go about my life and be really nice to people and friendly and supportive. And a lot of the times I'm getting really abused uh, for my views and I'm copying it and I'm being the pacifist. And eventually those people like me will also snap because we'll get to the point, we'll be like, hang on a tick, but I'm a person too. Why Why is my voice not important? I mean, for F's sake, I'm literally funding all of this. All your renewables, all your research, all your social security. I mean, I'm getting taxed through the absolute roof. How come my voice doesn't count? And then the pushback against this anti-wokeism won't be a Nazi fascism because it won't just be a, a white people neo-Nazis. It will be like Pacific Islanders that go to church. It'll be like Africans that go to church. It'll be like Latin American Catholics. It will be uh, Indian Hindus, you know. It'll be Buddhists. It'll be moderate Muslims that are like, hang on a tick, I'm not represented by this radical Wahhabi cleric. He's an arsehole. Let's get rid of him as well. And it's going to be an absolute free-for-all. So it comes back to what you were saying, is that you have an elite that's trying to control the masses, right, bit by bit. But the problem is, is that by trying to control them bit by bit, they're also creating a ticking time bomb that can explode in their face. Nah. So this what's going to make it really interesting is that we're now seeing a change and a slow shift. Like, Okay, so they say it's far right. He probably is. He, he is far right. The guy in the Netherlands. You see in Copenhagen, uh, in Denmark now, there are elections that they're changing. You see in Italy that they're changing. You see when you have discussions with, uh, without going into my exact work, but when I have my clients from Europe, and, they're, and one guy said, look, we abide by being liberal. By being liberal, we we accept everyone for who they are. We welcome them into our country, and and we want to get them along, and we want that equal opportunity and everything. But they turn around to us, and they're illiberal. They're, they're unliberal. They don't want it. They want to do it like they did in the country they had, and they're against us, and then whatever, and it just doesn't work. And so I think that it's going to go. It can go two ways. It can go the way that you're talking about which is corporations, governments, people, economic forum, or it can just properly kick off. And that's probably the good thing why Australia doesn't have weapons, because even in Australia now, people are starting to get radicalised. And I was having a chat to my mate over New Year's Eve, right? And he's a hard lefty, mm. right? He's a hard lefty. I see him once a year, right? He's the games designer I was telling you about. And he used to say... What happened? What used to happen to Australia? What happened to Australia? He said, you and I have been mates for most of our lives. He said, we completely disagree politically, right? But we know there's certain subjects, right, that are trigger points that we don't talk to. And even if we don't ever talk about it, we argue for a little bit and then we go down to the pub because this country is about mateship and it's about getting along and we have a beer afterwards and a laugh and, you know, we live to fight another day, but it doesn't happen anymore. And that's that's for me what I'm worried about for the next coming years. I have a question. Why do you think that why do you think that a, a swing to the right isn't isn't part of their plan? Well, it's a very good question, actually. 
Like, why do you um, think that that's not part of their grand scheme? Because to me, it's 100% in line with what they want to do. Because they've completely uh, distracted all the normal people with absolute nonsense. Like, all this gender swapping shit is bullshit. Like, let's be honest, it's just crap. It's such a small portion of the population that, like, the fact that the whole world is grinding to a halt over this is is literally because the issue is is purposely being pushed and they're pushing more and more ridiculous things because they know it's going to get, they, they want the other side to get riled up, man. They have no, they have no interest in any of these things that they're pushing. There's a, there's a, there's a set reason. Let me counter question you then. So what mm. would be the point of rolling up the rod and then getting the pushback for the rod? You, because you keep the people. Do, so, so you think that they keep the people divided and by keeping them divided, eventually they wither themselves down. And there's Dude, nothing it's, left. It's not even that. It's just they have them so pre like, OK, you keep them divided and then you have them fighting about shit that does not matter. Really, well, that does I not agree matter. on because that's right. That's, that's so that's divide course, and conquer going back to British rule. It's going to go keep going back and forth until it gets to the point where they'll have everything they want set up. Everything will be done. Everyone was too busy arguing about if Sally should be Steve or, you know, just I don't even know what the fuck people love to argue about climate change, which we know is bullshit. Um, pollution, of course, is bad. But the extent of which they're saying the world's going to end is just stupid. And, you know, yeah, actually, it but, reminded me I was going to talk about this. So there's a huge thing in Australia at the moment, mm. right, uh, with not only farmers, but with the general populace. Mm. So the Bureau of Meteorology is our main uh, weather people, right? And they've got, I don't know how many millions or maybe even billions, to be honest, mate. I mean, they're a massive, massive government organisation, right? Mm -hmm. And they've got all the setups and satellites and supercomputers and very intelligent people, whatever. So we've had massive floods in the north of the country. In fact, Cairns, which is where the Great Barrier Reef is, was like an island. It was blocked off. Uh, mm -hmm. Parts of kind of north of Brisbane's flooded in North Queensland. This happens. Australia's basically flood, drought, bushfires. And especially on the East Coast, it's just on rotation every few years, right? Mm. Now there's an element that people in, say, West Australia are like, oh, it's getting hotter, the summer's getting hotter or whatever. But if you look, for example, with me in Melbourne, it's getting colder. Yeah, Like the summers I used to have as a kid was like 42 degrees and you'd go January, February, and the sun would like burn you and you'd just be like, whatever. Anyway, what's happened? The Bureau of Meteorology got it completely wrong with the floods. They got it completely wrong. So on top of that, there was an issue with the farmers. So the Bureau of Meteorology came out with like, nah, it's going to be a drought. It's going to be really dry. It's the... Yeah. Uh, El, El Nino. El, El Nino's Nino, a dry yeah. One, remember? Yeah, El Nino. So the farmers who have PTSD from 2017, when it was a horrific drought, were like, oh, God, like, we're just going to have to take the losses. This is farming. We're going to lose a couple of hundred grand, but mm. all our cattle is going to die and our sheep's going to die. Abattoirs are full. Get this right. The abattoirs are full, so it is surplus of sheep that we killed for nothing. So yeah. they killed the sheep, killed the lamb. Guess what? It starts fucking raining. And it starts pouring with rain. So then they had the perfect conditions for the uh, the feed, the, the feed and the hay and everything like that. 
And so the farmers that were like, I'll just roll the dice, have made an absolute killing. It was like the, the price went up in like a week or a month, just yeah. astronomically. And then they did an article in the local paper, in the Australian paper, where they were like, there's this company in Sydney of like four people that predicted exactly what was going to happen. Mm. And then the Bureau of Meteorology got it completely wrong. So yeah. now the farmers are like, well, we can't trust the bomb anymore because they've got it so wrong on so many times. But here's the kicker. It's the Bureau of Meteorology, the bomb, which is telling us that in 15 years there's going to be global warming and things yeah. are going to melt and then <laughs> yeah. the, the temperatures or whatever. So yep. I've got friends yep. that will shoot me over saying this. But I'm like, let's just let's just take politics aside for a moment, right? Your viewpoints, everything aside. And, and let's just look at a simple, simple fact. Explain to me if you can't predict it in a week or a month, how can you predict it in 10 to 15 years? How? Yeah, exactly. It's just a joke, man. It's so stupid. Like, and, and people, it, you know, it's like that old saying, not an old saying, that old story about how they said long ago, not that it's true, but they said long ago, if you were, if you had the knowledge that you knew on a particular day the solar eclipse was going to happen, and then you could go tell people that, uh, you know, uh, oh, God is telling me this, and then the solar eclipse happens, and then all the tribe people are like, oh, my God, he's uh, he's he talks to God because he's fucking... He's a shaman. Look, a, yeah, <laughs> holy shit, dude. But it's just because you knew it was going to happen already. This is this is how I view all these climate change people, and they're, they're just disingenuous scam artists. And sadly... There's a lot of people who bought into it. Now, I don't think that many people. I think a lot of people buy into it in the sense of like, it's hard to say, like, if I came up to you on the street and I said, Jimmy, do you care about the environment? I mean, who's going to be like, nah, man, fuck it. Just dump some barrels of oil in the lake and let's, you know, whatever. No one's going to say that. Riding on fire, let's see how it fucking goes. (laughs) Nobody is going to say, I don't give a flying fuck about the forest. Let's chop it all down. Of course, people care. And that's how they that's how they got their in is because nobody's going to say they don't care. Of course, everybody wants to live in a clean, healthy environment. So no one's going to say, yeah, fuck it. So then they took that slight opening that they had, that fucking line in the door. And they're like, oh, you don't want the local chemical company to poison your drinking water. Well, guess what's going to happen? We're all going to die anyway. So give us your money so we can invest in green energy. And it's just it's it's just another thing that the elite use and governments use to keep people pre like preoccupied because they don't they're so concerned about whether it's going to snow or not that they don't realize that their own quality of life and the rights that they used to have are just completely being eroded because you're distracted I by climate disagree. change i slightly disagree they do mm. they do but they've been sold this i need to Look, I'm looking because but Melbourne that's what I mean like the to them. Of the world. To them, to them they, 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 they feel they should die as martyrs. And also, Some. when you talk to younger people, it's always, but but we should we should lead the charge. We should be we should be the moral compass of uh, of the the, the global Dude. society, and we should be the ones that yes, it's going to be harder, but someone has to do it, and we should do it. And we should take the money that I would pay him a tax and give it to the world to help them. And and it's martyrdom. 
it's actually but it's that's a young that's a young generation right they're they're being taught in schools because it's it's public school i'm assuming and they're being pushed different things from the media and they're getting exposed to things on well, social you know, media schools now right raising catholic schools now a huge and popularity in australia and they're growing because so the the school i went to so 2003 i graduated i'm showing my age here 2003 i graduated and i think what cost my my parents about 13 13,500 aussie for the year yeah but i was to go to that same school now it would cost about i think 40 grand 35 40 grand per year um so it's like a lot of people can't unless their grandparents basically unless say my parents chip in me and my parents chip in or take out a loan but even i can't afford private school fees if i have kids sure but catholic schools now have become so popular because they're like i don't know how much they are but let's just say they're six or seven grand but they're it's like manageable it's it's like a manageable you can afford it but they're not they're, they're obviously catholic so they're not having all this woke ideology uh, so even people a lot of people in australia are pushing their kids into catholic schools to yeah. try and minimize yeah. the impact and they're like look i mean i've got a mate that's like a full-on protestant and he's like honestly buddy like i i, I honestly hate catholics <laughs> but Jesus. what am i going to do because i can't send him to a public school so i'm just going to have to teach him at home to the best of my ability about you know martin luther yeah, it's. I mean, Catholic schools are popular in the U.S. as in the U.S. as well. But the 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 climate change thing is is, I think it's one of the best things that the the people on top have pulled off. It's but because you best, talk to a lefty, and those if someone if I was to play this podcast for some of my friends, right? Yeah, they would go, "How can you possibly say that climate change isn't real? This is disgusting. This is sure, fake I, news. I, I, this is rah rah rah." I could say climate change is real, but the climate always changes. The climate has changed all throughout history. Like every however many thousands of years, things have changed. Like what what do you want what do you want us to do? Then they say, "Oh, well we're accelerating it." Where's the proof of that? Where is the proof of that? Well, if you we, ask we, if you ask the people that believe it, they'll they'll get all different types of facts and everything for you. They so. don't have any facts. You know, you know how you know but, they don't have any facts is because the official people who love to push this fucking narrative, whenever they're hold their not that I'm a, an expert on it, but whenever I see these things in Congress or ever I see people argue this stuff and and someone with the smallest amount of common sense starts calling them out on things they want to do or the data they're using, they have no answer ever. And if you ever try to set up like a proper debate between you ever the people who deny climate change, even the like the hardcore deniers always want to debate. Always. It's the fucking people who push this stuff that think they don't have to debate because at the end of the day, they actually probably won't win. So they've told themselves, oh, we don't have to because we have the moral high ground. They always love to do that. Not just climate change people, pretty much anybody who doesn't have an argument positions themselves in a way that they try to say they have the moral high ground so for you to virtual signaling buddy yeah for you to even question me is you're like some despicable person it's it's just disappointing that people are so easily bought but it's not also that surprising because it's all been all through history that the majority of the populations are pretty much sheeple they just follow along with whatever's happening now granted most people just want to live their life quietly 
you know, have a couple kids and retire at 65 and whatever, but that's the exact mentality that allows the abuse that's happening. And that's how the elite take advantage of everybody. I mean, I think it's also too hard for an individual to challenge it, you know, and I think it's too hard for an individual to think, right, I'm going to take it on. And the only thing they can really do is like post on X or Telegram and have a couple of chats to their friends. They think that they're really doing something. Now it's hard. It wasn't back in like the 60s and 70s, even when we didn't have social media, because the culture was different and people's interests were different. Back then, it was a lot more conservative. I mean, I, I, I still, because that was like my, I mean, I didn't really have an iPhone until I was sort of well in my twenties, and I wasn't even honestly, but I wasn't even on social media until I was probably early thirties. So I was a bit late to the game, but I still remember the majority of kind of growing up in the nineties and whatnot. It was just a very conservative society. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I think it's you don't you don't have to have a you don't have to have a global effort to to get people on the same page if your if your basic interests align, right? Like if I grew up in a in a neighborhood, and like let's say the U.S. as an example, and in the U.S. we all want to take care of our community, and we're all about like you know uh, freedom of expression, but we're also sort of conservative. Like I I don't actually need to sit down at a town hall meeting with my neighbors like we've all grown up in the same environment and we all maybe 85 percent of us want the same thing so then you you essentially can dictate via that way but now it's been put into a phase where you know they've distracted us with a lot of things that don't matter and we're missing the questions that actually do matter you really notice how nowadays nobody ever even talks about class anymore at all like i don't hear like the the occupy wall street was the last time that I really think I heard people. I mean, sometimes you see the tax the rich thing. They're not fucking serious, right? You see it once in a blue moon. The Occupy Wall Street was the last time I really saw people say, no, it has nothing to do with A, B, C, D, or like blue, red. It's fucking poor people and middle-class people against rich people, and they're always fucking us. And that was probably, they're the first layer of who are fucking us. There's a layer above all those bankers and shit. But those guys are the first We've got layer. a minute. We've got a minute left, buddy. But I would I would leave it with my final thought saying that just remember that the loudest in the room isn't always the, the right person in the room. Uh, and to sort of seek knowledge with whatever side you believe in, just seek knowledge and back it up. And I have it to you at the end, buddy. Yeah, I would just... Uh encourage everyone to find as many different alternative news sources as possible and just read up as much as possible and don't get pulled into the bullshit and just prepare yourself. That's all. Ciao, Bella. Happy 2024. See you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> See you, man. Bye.